Thank you for tuning into this episode of Question This Life. You can listen to the podcast at questionthislife.com as well as all of the main podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and get involved. Video episodes are exclusively available at questionthislife.com. So, hello. It is the 7th of January. 8th of January 2021. I was just having a bit of a reflective morning, so I thought I would do a little self-reflection, talk to you guys. So I was listening to this uh, lecture by Jordan Peterson, and a very small tidbit in there. It was just, it wasn't even the main part of the lecture, it was just one little part of what he was saying, but it really rang true to me. And he was talking about agreeableness. So agreeableness is a personality trait that's really tricky. And he said that in his clinical practice, except for anxiety and depression, training people who are too agreeable to become assertive is the third most prominent thing that he does. That's what most people come for help with. Anxiety, depression, and then assertiveness training when they're too agreeable. If we think about agreeableness in modern times, it's, it's a case of personality traits very often. It's like how many disagreeable people are willing to fight to become the board members of this company. Regardless of their gender and their sex, it's a case of who has the temperament and the will and the desire to get to the top of that hierarchy. And the exact converse of that is that in the structure, any kind of hierarchical structure in the workplace, for example, in the modern workplace, there are a lot of people in the structure, especially towards the bottom, you know, the kind of like lower 20-30% of this structure, who are very agreeable people. Now, agreeable people have a lot of trouble moving up structures because they're very unassertive. They don't know what they want. They haven't articulated their goals. They don't have a vision of the future. They don't understand what evil and malevolence are. They think that other people have their needs in mind more than they do. They think that if they keep just going with the flow and continuing and, uh, you know, persevering and uh, not getting too downtrodden, but just turning up the next day and doing another good job and very often working very hard, doing a hell of a lot of the work and getting very little of the credit. They think that, that doing that for long enough will reap the rewards that they're expecting. And it just doesn't work like that, unfortunately. There's no incentive to give a, an agreeable person a raise. If you, if you are a manager, and of course you're probably disagreeable because you're a manager. So you're a manager in a, in a business and you've got your uh, young employee there. This person is agreeable. They just kind of say yes to everything. They go with the flow. They're sort of wide-eyed and young and fresh. What incentive do you have as someone who has to keep an eye on the purse strings and keep an eye on your, your, the budgets and you've got your boss and you've got your goals and all that stuff to give this person more money or power or influence or time or resources unless they have a very, very good reason and case that's super well articulated. You just don't have it. It, it. it doesn't even fall within your frame of reference. And this is, so this really hit home with me because this hit, hits to my core. I, unbeknownst to me, my philosophy when I was working in the corporate world, let's say, was I'm just going to keep my head down, keep trucking on, get all this stuff done, say yes to everything, be nice to everyone. And I had some success with that. I was in that race for five, six years, going up little by little, you know, 
starting from the very, very bottom. And if I look at the progression with over five to six years, it's, it is there, there is progression. Don't get me wrong, I did okay. It was, it was always an, an uphill battle and it was always a, a, a struggle. And I, I can't imagine how in that frame of mind that I was in, I could have kept progressing. I don't think the, the, the path was there for me to do that. If I had that mindset that I should just kind of say yes to everything and everyone else knows what they're doing and I'm just kind of like trucking along and picking up the slack and, you know, mustn't grumble, just keep going. And if, if someone would kind of like tear me down or whatever with the, the work I was doing, I would just get upset and just, you know, wear it, just add it to the that's on my shoulders and just keep, keep moving forward. Instead of ever standing up for myself or, or saying something like, I don't understand this, or I've not been, I, I'm, I'm in no position to, to, to comment on this, or uh, I don't feel like I've been adequately uh, prepared for this. I'm definitely not getting paid enough to do these things. I'm doing way more than I should be for my pay grade. It's, it's unbelievable, actually, how much I'm doing in this hierarchy, given how much I get paid compared to other people. But I don't fault the other people. Looking back, I don't look back and think, wow, that lucky son of a gun, you know? Like, no, the, these other people were just better at that game than I was. They're better at negotiating. They had a, a clear eye. I, I could see it. You walk around the office and you, you, you can see people when, when you work in a kind of office environment, you, you're constantly bombarded with the, the, the same faces, you know? And you can really quite quickly and easily see who knows what they're doing and who doesn't. Who knows what their goals are and who doesn't. Who has articulated a vision of their future in this company, in the world, in, with their family and their, their... Whatever it is that is important to them. And who hasn't? Who's kind of just going with the flow and, you know, downtrodden and complaining and uh, uh, resentful and bitter and lost? It's so easy to spot. You, you see it a mile off. And unfortunately, I look back now and I th whilst I definitely had glimpses of, of the former, most, more often than not, I was the latter. And it's okay. That's actually totally okay. I, I'm I've come to terms with it. It's it's not that wasn't the game for me. Basically, is is the summary. That's that's how I feel now. I don't feel bitter about how it turned out. I feel emboldened by the information and knowledge I gained during that time and the character and strength that I built in that time. And in addition to that. It's, it's been a, a huge learning experience to know that that's not the world I want to live in. That's not the vision of my future. The reason why I didn't have an articulated vision of the future in that environment is because that's not the environment I wanted my future to be in. And it's like when you, when you have that realization, even if it's after you've left that environment, it's such an eye-opener. It's such an awakening force. It's like, wow okay, I put my heart and soul into that, I really tried, and it just wasn't the game for me. And I knew it deep, deep down, maybe my subconscious knew it. Maybe every single time that I hated waking up in the morning, dragging my ass out of bed, going into the shower, in the shower, already dreading the day, doing a one and a half hour commute, trains, buses, walks, congestion, expensive and then getting to work and kind of you know hi how you doing hi sit down just like here we go how long can I you know have a coffee just kind of like come to before I actually need to get this thing done well what are, what are the things I need to do here what's my to-do list okay let's churn away at it god damn it Wow, oh, hi, so-and-so, let's have a chat for 20 minutes just to kill 20 minutes of time. Okay, now we're back at the, I'm back at the desk and, oh God, I've got that meeting and I've got to tell them that uh, we didn't win that proposal. And, you know, like that, that is a, a, a loop. 
that is a never-ending loop of frustration, anger, resentment, bitterness. And I see that now. I see that now. And I, I remember, like I said, seeing the people who came in every day. Like, like I walked in and they were, they, they'd been there for half an hour. They looked fresh and clean and, you know, a nice clean outfit and just, just ready to go. We, we, we didn't even have, uh, I, was, I was fortunate. I didn't work in a place where you had to wear a suit and tie. It was actually pretty casual. I could even wear shorts in the summer. That was like, so here, here's a really good, here's a, I've just kind of like hit, hit the nail on the head there. One of the best things about my job was the fact that I could wear shorts in the summer. I was so stoked about that. I was like, oh my God, I live in a, 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 a concrete jungle city situation. I'm in the corporate world. I'm going up the ladder and I can wear shorts in the summer. What a win. <laughs> it's like the, the, the one saving light about my corporate situation was that I didn't have to be in a fully corporate situation. I was able to be in this, this kind of like design agency, like we're cool, we have a pool table and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's like you're tricking yourself. You're, you're tricking yourself. I don't blame them, I blame me. I'm, I was tricking myself, thinking like, oh, I'm this kind of cool hip guy in a, in a, a digital design agency and we can wear what we want, we can, you know, uh, like the, the it's a flat structure that anyone can go up all this kind of stuff like when you buy into that you're the sucker you know and uh again don't get me wrong i love those years i learned so much everything that i've learned in that time has essentially been the foundation of how i've been able to develop my own business and my own income sources outside of the corporate world so I cannot just look back with negativity. If anything, I look back on all of those uh, negative times and those feelings and the, the dread and all of that kind of hustle as a uh, blessing. Those are learnings. All of that is arming me for the, 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 the person I am now and what I can do now. If I had started doing the things I'm doing now, online freelancing, uh, creating content, voice acting, uh, stand-up comedy, all of these things that, that I do now that give me so much meaning. I, I, w I wasn't in the best possible place to start those things before I did all of that work in the corporate world. That honestly helped me. That honestly helped me. It's, it, it, it opened my eyes to the world of like business and marketing and uh, understanding your brand and understanding uh, other people and hierarchies and egos and all of this stuff and all the different personalities and everything that goes with it and it's it's just funny it's just funny to think so another kind of thing that came into my mind as I was listening to that lecture was I remember sitting in a room and it was let's say the fifth time that it's happened this month I'm sitting opposite my manager who's a very disagreeable woman at the top of her game because of how disagreeable she is She's a boss, you know, she's walking around, she's got a swagger, she's uh, closed all this money and done all this stuff for the business and, you know, she's, she's a, 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 a heartless killer, you know, like that's just her, 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 her modus operandi, however you say it. Um, and I remember sitting opposite her and, and she's just sort of staring at me blankly, having just asked me a question and I'm like, huh? And she's like, w w you can do better than this. You know, like we're, we're talking about a proposal that I've written or something. She's like, this was a complete rewrite. This was a complete rewrite. This is absolutely terrible. I don't understand w where you even come up with that. And then the grilling continues. It's like, did you send that thing that you were meant to send yesterday? And I'm like, ah, I didn't send it because I was working on this. She's like, you can't. Uh, and so... the you know, getting getting a proper like dressing down from this person, like saying you're not doing the right things. You're not you're not uh, uh, being as as you're not being the the thing that you should be. You know, you're not you're not living up to your potential. All of these these things. Maybe she was right. Maybe she was right. But the 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 issue was there's this fundamental problem that that isn't the 
game that I wanted to be in. It's the game that I thought I wanted to be in or the game that I was in because that's what everyone around me who I sort of paid attention to and cared about and listened to encouraged me to do. They always said like, oh, you know, you got to get a job. You got to go and work in a company. You got to go up the ladder. But when you actually get to the ladder, you realize that the people who are above you in the ladder have infinite amounts of ladders above them. So she's she has, let's say, a budget of X money, and I'm a little factor of that, okay? And she's got her ridiculous workload and all of the pressures and everything from all of the disagreeable managers that she's got above her. And she's now looking at me in this sort of like 20-minute slot of her day that's absolutely mental. This is probably a little speck, you know? She's just like, oh, I've got to grill my, uh, you know, executive for all of the, the, the issues he had with his proposal. God, got to squeeze that into 15 minutes. Better do it as hard as possible, you know? So I don't blame her for it because the, this is the thing that I'm starting to come to terms with is like the, the structure is full of disagreeable people who are able to kind of push forward and move up and disagreeable and uh, sorry, agreeable people who find that very hard. It's not to say that some agreeable people don't get to the top, they do, but it's bloody hard. It's really bloody hard for them. It goes against every part of their nature. So she's, she has no time, no uh, patience, so much pressure on her shoulders. And in her eyes, I'm failing. But in my eyes, I'm doing a full week of work and trying my absolute best and really putting my heart and soul into it, even though I'm getting paid peanuts. You know, I don't want to say the exact number, but let's just say I have no idea how I survived those years living in that city on the, the salaries that I was on. It's absolutely insane. I, I wonder to myself, like, how is that physically possible? I remember my outgoings and I remember my income. How did I get to the end of the month every month? I don't honestly know. It, it certainly helped that I lived an hour and a half, two hours out of the city, put it that way. But even, even so, it's just like, she has no incentive to give me any more money, authority or power or influence, or even like respect or compassion or kindness or any of those things. Because that's just simply not how the game works. You can pretend to be all cool and progressive and yeah, like flat structure, everything goes. You know, that I was sold this idea that anyone could join this, this company and then in a couple of years be a director. It, it, it had happened. But what they don't tell you is what you have to do and who you have to be in order to do that. And if you're not willing or you just don't have the interest to, to be that person, then it's not the game for you. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I did it for five years or six years or whatever, and then I learned it. So I guess that's another lesson. Don't assume that you're unable to complete a game or to go up in a, in a game or a structure or a, or a goal unless you've actually tried it. I'm so glad I tried it and I'm so glad I learned. But that, that factor of like, being agreeable and being disagreeable is such an important part of going up in any kind of structure. And, you know, put it this way, in my current work, so I am a, a self-employed freelancer. I do all sorts of stuff for all sorts of clients. I'm on a bunch of freelance platforms. I have clients that work with offline. All of this is completely done and managed by me. I don't have a boss. I don't have a business coach. I don't have a, a manager, any of that kind of stuff. I just am the judge, jury, and executioner of the entire operation. Yes, I outsource some things um, when it's a skill set that I don't have, or I haven't got the time to learn, or I haven't got the desire to learn. But ultimately, I am the master of my own destiny in this uh, world. And do you know what? Sometimes I'm pretty disagreeable. I'm pretty disagreeable with with the clients that come in. I get a lot of requests from people who have basically no money or who want way too much for too little or who are frankly rude and not the kind of people that I want to be interacting with on a long-term basis as a client. And now, since I've been building my little empire for a few years now, I've got to the point where I don't have to say yes to everything. I don't need this little extra win or this little extra client. I, 
it doesn't matter to me how important the work and the business and all of that stuff is to them. What matters is how that fits within my framework, my schedule, my plans, my goals. And that's a really powerful place to be. It feels great. I feel like probably how the people who were in those structures that I was in before felt, the, the guys and girls who were just bossing it. They came in every day looking good, looking fresh, you know, zinging and zanging, doing like eight, 10, 12 hours of hard graft in front of the, 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 the computer, loving it, going to these tough meetings, pitches and all this kind of stuff. Meanwhile, I, I, I was in that situation kind of just head down a little bit, you know, hiding, being nice to everyone. Now I can just quite clearly say to someone, look, you're asking for too much for too little. This is my rate. Have you got any more budget? They say no. I say thank you very much. I'm sure you'll find another excellent freelancer to work with. Best of luck. Good luck with the project. Full stop. End of story. I never had that power before. I never had that ability before. I would have, you know, I would caveat all of this by saying at the beginning of the, the freelance uh, journey, I feel like everyone has to be a bit of a yes man because you need the five-star ratings. You need the client base, the portfolio, the work coming in. The money that you're earning is not as important as the credit that you're make, earning. You know, the credits, the, 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 the client logos that you can put in a uh, proposal, the, um, you know, existing videos on YouTube that you can point people to your uh, number of projects completed on the freelance sites, your ratings, like all of that stuff is so vital. So at the beginning, yeah, I did a lot of work for free or cheap because I knew I had to, but it was a choice. It was, it was a empowered choice to do that because I knew that if I did it, it would reap the benefits in, I would be able to reap the benefits in a year or two and here I am. So I'm now in a position where I can turn stuff down that I don't, want, that I'm not interested in, that doesn't serve my goals, that doesn't serve my time and stress level, unless it's something that's like hugely lucrative or an amazing client or a, a really big brand or someone who I really want to work with or something that I find really interesting or a, 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 a skill that I haven't yet learned that I'm going to now get paid to do. That happens a lot. I'm doing a video right now as a spokesperson for someone. Um, and I recently upgraded my uh, phone to the Samsung Note 10 Plus. So I, di I did that very, I, I really looked at all the options that were available and that is the best price for value I could find when it comes to the camera. The camera uh, sh shooting ability, ability to shoot in 4K, ability to shoot with four different uh, cameras, you know, going into half zoom, one, two, 10, um, the, the colors, the low light uh, ability, all of that stuff. It's a really, really cool um, piece. And I actually will probably do a, a, a more in-depth review of that and all of my kit, because I really want everyone to be to know that you don't need to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of, of euros, dollars, pounds to, to achieve really, really good quality work. You can do it on a budget and you can start small and build. So I'm a perfect example of this. I don't have thousands and thousands of dollars and pounds, but what I do have, I've, I really thought about it and it all serves me hugely well. I'm pushing my equipment to its absolute limit. Don't get me wrong. And I will upgrade it when I can, but to date, it's, it's never caused me any issues. So it did cause me an issue once. This is this is the story I wanted to tell. So, um, this uh, just just to go back to it. The the reason I'm telling this story is because uh, I was given a work opportunity for something that I haven't done before, but that I'm very interested in, and it had a good rate. So I know that this is going to take me a lot of time. I'm going to probably have to dedicate my week to this and not do any of the other stuff that I plan to do, and or not take any other new clients or push back this other thing that I'm doing, but hey, I'm in the position where I can make that decision because of all of the stuff that I've just spoken about for the last 30 minutes. So I said, yes, let's do it. It was a 4K filming of me as a spokesperson. So I had to use my full normal uh, setup with the teleprompter, everything. Um, and I lit it as best as I could. I did everything I did and then I sent it. And the guy was just like, this isn't very good. Um, 
you know, here's a photo from a, a 4K spokesperson video. And he sent me a photo of this guy who has like 10 million subscribers on YouTube, like an absolute prolific content creator. And he like put, put it side by side to mine. And yeah, admittedly, mine is crap compared to his because I just didn't know what I was doing. I've never filmed anything in 4K, let alone... Uh, uh, I've never filmed anything in in using a, 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 a full-on camera. I've only ever used my phone and, and the, the high phone camera capability that we can have access to nowadays. And I've never pushed that into the 4K. I bought this phone knowing that it could film 4K, but not knowing the intricacies of actually doing that. So I just kind of put the setting to 4K, pressed, stuck the lights on me as I normally would, and pressed go. Sent it to him, you know, thinking, wow, I did an okay job there. And he replied saying, it's just not good enough. So instead of getting um, upset and angry and worried and like, you know, oh, I'm going to lose my client. Oh no, uh, I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed. I just kind of like took stock, had a moment. I spoke to a, a friend of mine, um, a fellow comedian content creator guy. And he was like, dude, I don't even know that much about this, but I watched a couple of videos recently. Here are some links. And little did I know, there's these huge, huge, huge holes in the video that I've made. The lighting was off, the camera calibration was off, the set was off, the, 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 my, the, where I was looking was off, and all of that stuff is kind of what I had been using to date, you know? Like, I don't know how, but like for the last couple of years I've been making videos like that and getting paid for them. So it's like the, the, the level of quality was good, I guess, but not very good or great or excellent. Um, so it's, it's kind of like I, I've, I have a natural ability and I'm able to be the spokesperson and that's probably the saving grace in my past clients, you know? They thought, okay, he's got the good personality on camera, he's the guy that we want and maybe they just weren't as tech savvy as this guy. This guy looked at the video and was like, that's just not good enough. So I took stock, I went away and I spent another whole day on it. It took me, I think, the, the video is about 10 minutes long it took me about seven or eight hours just to set up the environment to film that video. Trial and error. And every single time that you film one, so I'm, I'm alone. So I, I, I've set up the camera, I set up the lights and everything. I press record, I go and sit down, do a little five second test, go back, stand up, switch it off, look, watch the video, and then make a, make a little tweak. I did that for eight hours. The product that I got to at the end of the eight hours with the perfect lighting, the perfect uh, uh, set setup, the perfect uh, mic placement, looking directly into the camera, the teleprompter perfectly calibrated, everything was bang on. And it's by far the best video I've ever made by an absolute country mile. It looks like it's been shot by a real legit camera in 4K. And it's been shot with my Samsung Note 10 Plus. Only I know that. No one else knows that. It's this amazing, amazingly high quality piece of footage that now actually kind of matches my existing ability to be the spokesperson and to be the voice actor. I'm really good at that. I know I'm good at that. And now I can finally shoot things in the quality that they need to be in order to showcase those skills. So in a roundabout way, being disagreeable in that sense would have been a negative. I couldn't have just gone back to the guy and said, no, this is 4K, what are you talking about, blah, blah, blah. I took on his feedback and I, I purposefully chose to make the changes necessary to improve the quality of the video. And it, it, I did that from, from a place of power, from a place of decision. That's what I wanted to do. I didn't just do it because uh, you know, I wanted to pander to him or to appease him or anything. It's like, no, he had a good point. But all of those other examples that I gave you where someone has contacted me and said, you know, I need 10,000 words voiceover and I've got a hundred bucks. I'm just like, so it's so easy for me now to immediately, immediately discount that and say, hey, this is my rate. Do you have more budget? They say, no, thank you very much. See you later. Whereas before, if someone had come up to me in the, in the office and said, oh, uh, would you mind doing this thing that's going to take you another day and you're going to have to do two or three hours extra work unpaid 
and it's not going to actually improve your standing in the company or anything. It's just going to be a saving of my time and your junior, so I can give that to you. Do you want it? There, it's always a question. It's like, do you have time? Do you have time to do this? And I would have, I would have just said yes. I would have just said yes because, you know, I felt I had to. I thought it would be the right thing to do. I thought it would be the thing that would get me more money, more influence, more power in this in this organization. And that's not the reason to be doing things. You shouldn't be doing things to make these kind of like false narratives come true in your mind. You're, you're, you're playing this kind of game of like chasing your own tail. It's, it's, it's just not a good way to, to, to be. So it, it feels really good to be able to, to say to someone like that, you know, professionally, you're right and I'll make the changes. You take on the learnings, you go away, you spend a whole day on it, you send it back, and then uh, it took, my laptop is not capable enough to export the level of quality that I filmed. I had no idea a 10-minute video filmed in 4K is like, it was like a 100 gig or like 120 gig or something crazy. So I had to, uh, you know, and then add, add to that all of the tests and stuff. I've, I've completely maxed out the memory of my phone. And in the export part of my uh, 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 video, um, it took easily, I left it overnight. It took easily 12 hours to export and then two hours to upload. So it's like, I, I had no idea about that. I had no idea about any of that stuff. And I learned it only because instead of, just being agreeable. I specifically chose, I said, I want to do this because here are the reasons. First of all, I want to get this project right and I want to win that very good rate. This client has given me reasonable feedback and he's done it in a very professional way, so I have no issues doing this for, for this person. Secondly, I know that I'm learning a new skill and I'm pushing myself to the absolute limit and all my equipment to the absolute limit and that's what you need to do to get better and to improve. And yeah, I, I, I'm not 100% sure if, those, if that example ties into the stuff that I was saying at the beginning. It does in my head. Um, and I guess I kind of just want to share this with you as a sort of, you know, here's, here's where I am right now. This is the situation I'm in. So the, the, the hierarchies that I'm moving up in now are the ones that I really have chosen to be in. I really, truly want to be a self-sufficient, uh, digital-based freelancer who can live and work anywhere, and that's the goal. That is the goal. That's what I want. I want to have passive income streams. I want to have exciting, engaging work that pushes me to my limits, and I don't want to be bogged down by the nitty-gritty, um, you know, hours and hours and hours and hours of m mundane tasks that I, I would have had to do in the old hierarchies and that still need to be done now but I can get them outsourced you know it's like for example in the comedy scene here I'm a part of this budding young uh, comedy scene in the city and I love it I love being part of that I love the peers that I'm running into all these different characters of all walks of life all different backgrounds all different nationalities all different mindsets all different personalities all going for their own version of comedy. There is no set version of comedy. There is no rule book. There is no uh, class. People think that you can go to a class and learn how to do comedy. That's in, in, in the, the circles of comedians who I follow, the ones who really are leading the, 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 the world as far as that, most of them agree that you can't learn anything from a course that you... you, you, you like, you can't just pay and then get the knowledge. That's not how it works. You have to go up there and do your, you know, three to 10 to 15 to 20 spots per week, whatever it is that you can, you can physically manage and whatever it is that you can put your mind to do. And that's how you grow. That's all I, I'm thinking about is the hard work, sitting down, writing every day, trying jokes on stage, bombing, doing well, interacting with the other comedians, interacting with the audience, getting more comfortable on stage, finding my voice, all of that stuff. That's kind of what I'm doing now with this podcast is 
I'm not a fully fledged finished product. I'm the first person to tell you that. I have a lot of flaws, I have a lot of problems, and I'm someone who's really trying to work on them. And that's just the conscious choice that I've made. You know, I'm sure that in 50 or even, you know, 100, 200, whatever number of episodes away from this episode, my voice might even sound quite different. My voice might sound different, my tone, my, uh, you know, the, 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 the words that I'm saying, I might be articulating things completely differently. I don't know. All I can focus on is this one day. What am I doing today? What is the plan today? How much did I write today? Did I have a spot tonight? Obviously, like, I don't know when you're listening to this, but it, this is uh, the first month of 2021 and it's lockdown. You know, there are no, there is no comedy show. So I'm, I'm having to kind of compensate for that with other things. I'm working on a game show with a friend, a uh, comedian. I'm doing the, uh, the best that I can to get this, this podcast up and running, to get, to get uh, my freelance work going and all this kind of stuff. Keep, I'm keeping writing jokes. I'm going back and forth with other comedians uh, with our writing and stuff. We're doing what we can in the situation that we've got. And I could always be doing more, don't get me wrong. But it feels good to finally be in circles and hierarchies that I really want to be in. I look up at the people who are doing well and I think, that's cool that's a really great inspiration point. I'm, sh I'm sure that if I keep going through my path, I will carve out my own dizzy height. And that's great. I didn't feel that way when I was in those uh, other environments, you know, not, not deep, deep down. Those people who I said that come in early and look fresh and just ready to go. I, f I admired them. I, I really, I looked up to them. I thought, wow, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's a real inspirational character. But if I really, really ask myself, do I want to be that person? Do I want to carve my own path in that world? The answer to that question is quite categorically no. It was always uh, uh, a misplaced desire. It was like, yeah, that could be me, but, but, if you'd grilled me, gun to my head, it, it, that's not what I wanted. I knew deep down, even back then, that I wanted to be a comedian. I knew deep down back then, even, for, for years, I knew that I wasn't quite in the right place. But my mindset was just keep moving forward and it will help you. And hey, it did. I'm grateful for all of that time. I'm grateful for all of that uncertainty and doubt and, uh, you know, feeling of being lost and all that stuff like all of that has led me to the situation that I'm in now where I am better at negotiating than I was I am more knowledgeable I have more skills I have had some pretty damn hard conversations and negotiations and pitches and deals and all this kind of stuff you know I've 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 done a lot in that time and that's not the same person that I was I'm definitely not the same person that I was when I started and even in the last three, four years, five years, whatever, since I've been doing the, the freelance work um, and, and getting into the comedy scene and all this kind of stuff, I know I'm not the same person that I was before. I know that for a fact with the comedy because I filmed every single set I've done, almost. Let's say 95% of the sets that I've done, I've filmed. And that, that's, again, a piece of advice that I got from some of the more experienced comedians and the leaders of that world who I follow always say you've got to at least record your sets, audio record, because that's the way you improve. You listen to them and you listen to the audience reaction. You listen to the words, you listen to the, the, the things that you're saying, how you're saying them, and you make tweaks. And for me, what's better than an audio, a video? Why not just film everything? So I've captured every single show that I've done on video and I've looked at that footage and I can see the progression. I can see the guy who was doing his first spot, his 10th spot, his 150th spot, like all of that stuff I can see. And my God, it's early doors, don't get me wrong. But if you look at the progression from beginning to now, it's steep, it's, it's high. So it just shows me like, and this is kind of like the, the sort of, I guess, concluding part of this whole uh, uh, episode is just to 
make sure, I always want to make sure that I'm in the games that I want to be in, that I've articulated the future that I want to have, that I've, I'm doing the stuff that actually brings meaning into my life and improves life for myself and my surroundings, like the people within my network, my partner, my friends, my family, my community, all of that stuff is so important. And if, you, if you're doing something like I was, where you weren't, where you were doing something that, that was definitely productive, definitely good for you, definitely in some sense moving you forward, you're not just kind of stagnant, but you know that it's not quite right. You know that there's this little spark within you that's not allowed to uh, shine as bright as it could. You can change it. You can definitely change it. You have the power already to change it. You just need to start doing it. I'm not saying go and quit your job today if you, if, if, you're, if you hate your manager. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is you could work on becoming more assertive. You could work on becoming more powerful, more uh, knowledgeable, more, uh, you could improve your intellect. You could improve your physical condition. There's another whole episode. I will, I will talk about how my physical condition ties into all of this. You know, I, I was very, very heavy at some point and I lost a hell of a lot of weight. And then I improved physically doing, um, you know, jujitsu and a few other things now for many years. And all of that kind of ties into the mental and spiritual aspect of all of this. But the point I'm making is don't settle for something you're not fulfilled by. If, if you feel like you have to stay, then stay, but use your evenings better. And all of that time that I was in the, the, that rat race, I would come home just broken, decimated after the day, even if it wasn't a busy day, because I just knew I, I, I wasn't doing something meaningful with my life and that public transport and the graft and all that stuff, it was just too, too much. I'd get home at the end of the day and just want to pass out, just flake out on the couch, watch something, you know, maybe play some Xbox, maybe chat to my flatmate, go on a dating platform, you know, whatever it is, anything to, to kill the time, to numb the pain, essentially. And I look back now and I think it might have been a good idea to do 10 minutes every day of writing, any kind of writing, you know, like jokes, da da da. I, to be fair, I did do some writing at, at that time. That's, that's not completely fair. Um, but what I'm saying is you can start doing a little bit of something. So even if, for example, you, you, uh, I can only talk through my experience. So I always, uh, as soon as I identified that I had the voice for voice acting and this, the, the ability to do spokesperson videos, I bought a very, very cheap uh, uh, mic recorder, which I'm actually using now. It's this uh, Tascam Linear PCM recorder. And I'm, again, I'm going to go over my equipment in another episode. And a Rode lapel mic. This, this setup cost me about, I don't know, 80 pounds. 100 euros, 100 bucks. And with that, even to this day, I'm still doing stuff and it's, it's crisp and, and good quality. So for like, you know, 50 or 100, you can get the basic version of whatever the dream is that you want. I don't know if you want to become a, a painter, become a guitar player, become a, 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 a tailor, you could become a carpenter, you could become a, 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 a digital nomad, you could become a, 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 whatever it is that you want to do. Just get the basic version of it and start. Just do 10 minutes a day. Just do 10 minutes a week. Whatever it is that you need to do just to, just to get the ball rolling. And trust me, when the ball starts rolling, it really starts rolling. Within about a week of making, the, after I lost that job, within about a week, I was already feeling more meaning and power in my life than I had ever in that entire time working. And that just came from sitting down, making a plan, making goals, figuring out what it is that I actually want to do and start doing it. And all of those things had no income attached to them. I, had no, I, was, I did not earn money for a long time because all I wanted to do was to follow the path that I wanted to follow. And then the money and all of the, the, the revenue streams and stuff kind of came secondary. It's, you know, I set up a profile on a, a freelancing platform, got nothing, didn't, did nothing with it for years. And then that's now my main source of income. Just because I set it up, just because I started ebbing away at it little by little, you know, one little thing here, one little thing there. And then boom, that, that's now the livelihood. And it didn't happen overnight. It took a couple of years. 
But the, the mindset, sh mindset shift happened overnight. The mindset shift happened in the matter of days, you know? It's the, the, the churning away at the next path that is the thing that took time and effort and a struggle. You know, I can, I can, uh, I can always relate that to jujitsu, which is something I've done for, uh, I guess it would be five years now, coming up to five years this summer. Is that right? Wow, that time has flown. But uh, I'm a blue belt, and I just got my blue belt. Thank goodness, just before the the pandemic shut. So it took me five years to get my blue belt, which is a long time. A lot of people take less than that. You know, if you compare it to other people, it's important not to do that too much because all that matters is that I went from the guy who had no idea to the guy that the professor was like, he's a blue belt. Boom. There it is. Five years. How many times did I go to the dojo in that time? I would say average. Let's say if I'm being brutally honest, it's an average of two to three per week. So that that includes weeks where I would go every day five to seven days per week and, and weeks where I would go once and an occasional one where I didn't go. So let's say over that time, um, not including lockdown when the gyms were shut, I was in the gym average two to three times per week. Like that, th those sessions, especially in the first year or two, are brutal. You're drowning you have no idea what's going on. You, you, it's, it's laughable. It's a comedy. You're like, you're sitting there just like, how, how am I ever going to get past this stage? You know, you're getting absolutely thrown around like a ragdoll and you're just using your strength and your power. Luckily, I had some of that. You know, I'm not a small guy, naturally. Um, but little by little, you start to get footholds, you start to grab something, you start to, 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 to understand a position a little bit better, to understand a takedown or a, uh, 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 an attack or a submission and these kinds of things, you start to really kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm good at that bit, I'll just do a bit more of that, I'll do a bit more of that. And little by little, then you, you, you progress and you start to feel it and your, your peers around you say like, wow, you're getting better, man, you know, it's harder to, they're, they're still smashing you and if they wanted to, they could do it every single time but you're making it just that little bit harder for them. I'm going to talk about the, the jiu-jitsu um, effort in a, in a it, that's its own episode as well. It's cool this, in this episode, I've even just through this dialogue with you, I've kind of managed to uh, identify the next four or five things that I'm going to talk about, which is great. Um, but that, that comparison to jiu-jitsu is so important in my mind because it's something that I, I factor into my thinking every day. I think if I keep at the comedy and the f online freelancing and stuff as much as I have kept up with the with the jujitsu then that's evidently going to keep getting better it's there is no other way for that to progress even if it has ups and downs it's always progression it's always progression forward just keep turning up writing stuff keep doing the thing and then eventually it just starts to materialize it starts to get better you're uh, I can't tell you how many times I embarrassed myself in front of the more experienced comedians at the beginning. And I'm not just talking about on the stage. Yeah, that's one thing. Bombing in front of the audience is awful. It's almost more painful to bomb in front of comedians. So you're hanging out after the show and, and when you're new, when I, even now I still sometimes find it hard to, to, to jump in those... Uh, those chats because these these guys are so uh, guys and girls are so witty and so on it you know and you <laughs> make one mistake and they'll roast you and it's it's just like I lived in a state of fear at the beginning you know I was really quite uh, quite uh, out of my depth but I kept going kept going and I can hang in there now just about you know I'm doing I'm doing what I should be doing at my exact point and that's that's all I can do is just keep keep plugging away at it so to end this. Agreeableness is a really, really important factor in personality. That's something that has rang true with me. I'm a naturally very agreeable person. My, my, I find it very hard to negotiate. I find it, uh, you know, with, I have found it very hard to negotiate. I survived through my school years through being the funny class clown who's not unthreatening. I didn't like confrontation. I'm not a fan of uh, shouting and uh, arguing and all that kind of stuff. I avoid it because I don't, I, I don't like it. But when you go into any kind of 
endeavor, a hierarchy of any sort, you realize that you have to cut your teeth. You have to be strong. You have to grow a backbone. You have to learn how to negotiate for yourself, how to build a plan, how to make a case. And the more and more you do that in any hierarchy, the more and more it will help you with future ones. I didn't do that in the thing that I wanted to be doing, but I did it in something, something like I managed to just get my foothold in that corporate world and boy, did I hold onto it for five, six years. And now I'm so empowered and so emboldened by it. And uh, all, all that has done is help me in the, the, the worlds that I'm now getting into. And I know the articulated plan of what I want. I've already mapped out my dream flat. I've already mapped out what I want to achieve in the next few years. I've already mapped out how I see my relationships growing, how I see my work growing, everything. I, and I also know that it's probably not going to pan out exactly like I want it, but who knows? Maybe it will. All I can keep doing is turn up. Things change. People change. Things evolve. And that's fine. You just kind of keep rolling with the punches and you just keep turning up. So... That's kind of it for me, and uh, I really appreciate you listening to this. Um, wherever you are, whoever you are, know that someone out there is really appreciating the fact that you're tuning in. And uh, yeah, I hope that you enjoy this kind of episode where I'm just kind of talking to myself. It's a very different approach than having a conversation with someone because, you know, there's not that much you can go on except for just your, your own looping thoughts. So I hope it's uh, an enjoyable listen and um, I'll definitely be doing more of this. And like I said, I, I've covered a few topics in this episode that I'm definitely going to be covering in future episodes in more detail. My equipment, the stuff that I use for my work, uh, the, the, the different progressions I've had in that, that freelance work with content creation and so on, um, the jujitsu, the, uh, uh, you know, planning your life, doing all these kinds of things. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I want to get into there. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I'm looking forward to speaking to you again soon. Keep tuning in and thanks very much. This has been the Questionless Life podcast for today. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Question This Life. You can listen to the podcast at questionthislife.com as well as all of the main podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and get involved. Video episodes are exclusively available at questionthislife.com.